Welcome to Music, Hope, Word, and Prayer, a podcast of rich music, hopeful prayer, and inspiring meditations with East Brentwood Presbyterian Church, a community church in the greater metropolitan area of Nashville, Tennessee. We are a faith community made up of a loving, welcoming family of believers in honest conversation with God. We seek to emulate the ministry of Jesus through compassionate service, with stimulating and relevant exploration of God's Word, and by sharing that Word and God's many blessings with our neighbors in Middle Tennessee and around the world. Hello, and welcome to Music, Hope, Word, and Prayer. This is John Hilly at East Brentwood Presbyterian, and I met a person uh, recently that's influencing what I'm going to share with you in this podcast episode that is titled, We Allow Ourselves to Be Amazed. And so let me let me fire a question your way. When was the last time you were truly amazed? Or put another way, when was the last time you allowed yourself to be amazed? Oftentimes we don't put ourselves in position. We we manage our expectations so such that we don't get surprised or amazed. Around our, our shop, we've been talking about joy and about choosing joy. And uh, to remind you, uh, when I, joy is not something you choose to do, like an exercise plan. It comes from outside of you as a gift of God. We call that grace. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, um, we've been thinking about that, choosing joy. And I know I'll need to acknowledge it, that some of you listening, joy feels out of reach. And if joy feels out of reach, how then can you experience it? So I have you in mind for the next couple of minutes. I just said joy is something that comes from God, and it's not something we do, white-knuckling ourselves into feeling more joyful. But there are some mindful things we can do to put ourselves in position. Um, There are many ways that I've been paying attention to, and, and, and that actually is my first point, which is to allow yourself to notice and to take in the amazing wonders that are found in each day such as the beams of sunlight refracting through the windows, the hawk flying overhead in the winter sky, or to meet another person and to be surprised and to be surprised by that person's story. Allowing ourselves to be amazed involves a posture of paying attention, which I wasn't doing recently at 7.15 in the morning. I was, I'm on a board at the business school at Belmont University here in Nashville, and I was at the historic Woolworth theater downtown, downtown Nashville. I was there to listen to a speaker uh, our Center for Business Ethics had invited. So I roll in Tuesday morning at about 7.15 for the meet and greet, grab coffee and a ham biscuit and make my way to one of those little tables, you know, kind of the ones that you stand at while you are at the airport. Um, And an older guy comes up with his coffee and small plate. I say hi to him, half paying attention to the guy. And I say, what brings you here? And he said, I'm the speaker. <laughs> That's an interesting. Uh, and his name was Charles, is, uh, he's in his 70s now, Charles Bolden. He's an astronaut, Major General, retired in the Marines, one-time administrator of NASA, appointed by President Obama. And all of these things were on his very, very impressive bio that I googled Monday night, the night before seeing him, 
while trying to stay awake watching the Tennessee Titans play the Miami Dolphins on Monday Night Football. 28 Days in Space, Nassau Administrator. When the focus on space exploration turned to Mars and the technology needed to reach the outer portions of space were advancing at rapid pace. He's a husband, father, grandfather, an African-American who grew up in segregated Columbia, South Carolina, who through dogged perseverance and letter writing to Lyndon Johnson received an appointment to the U.S. Naval Academy despite having his U.S. Senator, Strom Thurmond. We had a great conversation there, standing with our ham biscuit and coffee. And the poor guy was patient with me as I... I tried to recall a podcast that I had listened to on the effects of deep space on the human body. And the human body takes quite a beating when it comes to radiation waves. So he was very patient to answer my dim-witted questions. We found common ground as we talked mainly about our children and grandchildren. And impressive though his bio was, what amazed me was Charlie's humility, or Major General Retired's humility, or NASA Administrator humility, or astronaut his humility. And, and the most humble man took stage, and he ended up keeping us in rapt attention as he spoke about his career. He talked about leadership, about what it means to be a more perfect union when it comes to diversity and inclusion, and about how nations work together when we can look past land borders and into space And as we look forward to Mars and the fast pace of the technological advances, his talk was also a retrospective as he looked back on what it was like when they released the Hubble telescope about the size of a school bus, he told us, some 30-plus years ago as part of the mission that he was on as he flew 250 miles above the Earth, opening up the hatch, letting the Hubble Space Telescope out. And that distance, 250, is really nowhere when it When you go to the moon, moon is a quarter of a million miles away, and the sun is 93 million miles away. But the telescope they launched was able to bring back, you've seen them, incredible images. He showed them to us of the farthest known star, Arendelle. It's light traveling, an estimated 12.9 billion years to reach Earth. He showed us those, and he went on to speak about the James Webb telescope that was underway when he was Nassau administrator. The telescope, when finally released, would capture just by correcting the lens of the telescope by sheer microns would allow us to look further out into the outer realms of space, bringing us amazing pictures. You've seen them of the nebula and the star clusters. Charles Bolden spoke about how the space shuttle takes about eight and a half minutes to attain orbit at a speed of 17,500 miles, 5 miles per second. So it circles the Earth every 90 minutes, which means it circles the Earth 16 times in an Earth day. And as it orbits in a different pattern with each pass, the astronauts observe a different slice of Earth, daylight and darkness. Uh, They're a mere 45 minutes So they see 16 sunrises and 16 sunsets in an Earth day. Picture that, will you? And, he, and Charlie said it was awesome. In another uh, uh, interview, uh, his mother, who was a librarian, would encourage Charlie to use a better word than awesome since it's overused. But he says that's what it was. And he went on to describe how this awesomeness comes across 
for an astronaut. It's activated, he says, as you saw the curvature of Earth and the dramatic difference between the blackness of space and beautiful light of our planet in our daytime. And it is unlike anything we have ever seen. And he calls our eyes God's cameras, quote unquote. And these eyes afford us to see the planet that changes our perspective on it all. To which that Tuesday morning at the Woolworth Theater, Charlie paused and said, the view to see a sunrise or a sunset against the darkness of space never gets old. Well, here I am talking to you and uh, what does the story of my meeting Charlie Bolden have to do with here I am as a pastor of a church with churchy stuff on joy or with your life? Well, I think it has this to say. It has to do with how do we put ourselves in position to be amazed? Because that's another word that Charlie's mom would probably say to Charlie if she was living. Charlie, why don't you use the word amazement? An amazement is a found in scripture. It's in the Psalms. And it's in Luke's gospel in Luke 158 with Elizabeth's relatives and neighbors rejoicing with her after she delivers birth to John, John the Baptist, and Zachariah, who's filled with wonder and awe. He regains his voice with the birth and naming of his child. It's a wonderful story in the early pages of Luke's gospel story. And he chooses to sing, and not just any song, but a song of thanksgiving to God. And it ripples through the crowd, the effect of contagious joy that grows when it is shared. If you've been in a Taylor Swift concert, which I haven't, but I understand that there's a whole lot of collective singing. It's a religious experience and it is an awe-filled experience. The word in the Bible is rejoice. And the Greek word is sukaro, which means to celebrate God's grace together and to share in someone else's joy. And so as Charlie spoke of the joy of what he saw, we became amazed ourselves. You see, amazement is a precursor for joy. Joy can't be coerced out of us. And if you are having a hard time with feeling like joy is out of reach, we can first allow ourselves to notice and take in awesome and amazing wonders that are found without ever having to board a spaceship. Thinking back on that encounter uh, with others and with Charlie that morning, uh, I I, I moved myself from half awake and scarcely paying attention to feeling Charlie's awesomeness to leaving that breakfast in awe of God's creation. Half awake goes to awesome, goes to amazed, goes to awe. Awe. Dr. Keltner is a psychologist at the University of California, Berkeley. He's written a book on awe. Awe, he says, is the feeling of being in the presence of something vast that transcends your understanding of the world. Awe. When you're at the lip of the Grand Canyon, awe. It's vast, yes. Awe, like our solar system of the work of mere mortals to reach the heavens, of the renderings of nebula and star clusters and luminescent textures that are being sent back by the James Webb telescope can mesmerize you. These images have the ability to lift us up. And when you gaze upon this beauty, 
How can you keep from rejoicing? This feeling of amazement turned into unexpected joy that came for me Tuesday morning. And the thing about amazement, amazement always goes in search of telling others. And I found myself by the time uh, I crawled into bed that night, I reflected and said, I I must have told five or six people about my day. And all is simpler than we think. Again, Dr. Keltner writes in his book, All, The New Science of Everyday Wonder and How It Can Transform Your Life. He says it's accessible to everyone. And it's furthermore, it's critical to our well-being, just like contentment and love. And his research suggests that it has tremendous health benefits that include calming down our nervous system and triggering the release of oxytocin, the love hormone that promotes trust and and bonding. And, and, And it's not a stretch to say that when Charlie was finished showing us all these pictures of outer space and star clusters, everybody in the crowd was chill and relaxed and chummy. Contentment, critical to our well-being, awe. And here's one more thing about all. All, Sharon Salzberg writes, helps us quiet our inner critic. And our inner critic can be such a Debbie Downer when it comes to experiencing joy and may keep us from experiencing it. Because awe is the absence, she writes, of the absence of self-preoccupation, quieting that critical voice in our heads helping us get out of our own heads and realize our place in the larger context in our communities. So as I wrap, here's my initial question. Do you allow yourself to be amazed or do you have Debbie Downer sitting on your shoulder? As we are interested in this Advent and what practices, habits, or rituals incite joy, let me suggest the following, and that is the importance of paying attention. Charles Bolden, one of 300 space explorers in the world who, with God's cameras, have seen amazing things, said, nothing I've seen compares to the awe of looking into the eyes of my children and grandchildren. So pay attention. Look to the goodness of others. And when we see others doing small gestures of good, we start feeling better. Learn about others. This week, my awe and wonder barometer rose as I learned about Charlie Bolden. And pay attention this week as we celebrate God taking form in the birth of Jesus when God solved the problem to use St. Francis of Assisi's wording of human sin, that Christmas became the great celebratory feast because it says that it's good to be human. It's good to be on this earth. It's good to have a body. It's good to have emotions like joy and experience awe and wonder. It was funny that Tuesday morning, the facilitator who interviewed Charlie said, I have to talk about aliens. Maybe you've wondered about that as we've as you've listened. Because when you look to the universe, you see the vastness and you wonder if there are other forms of life in the universe. And here's what Charlie said. And it's fitting for Christmas. He says, I'm a practicing Christian. So in my faith, I learn about the omnipotent, omnipresent God, which means God's everywhere. God's all-knowing. God does everything. The universe is is a big place. And I just cannot bring my little pea brain to believe that a God like that would pick one planet 
or one of millions of suns and say, that's the only place in the vast universe that I'm going to put away, uh, put any kind of life. He goes on to say, the problem is I haven't been far enough away, you know, 250 miles from Earth where we went when we deployed the Hubble telescope. That's nowhere. I mean, that's really nowhere. Where the sun is 93 million miles, just go to the moon is a quarter of a million miles. So we are nowhere in lower Earth orbit. And that's the big reason that we need to get out of lower Earth orbit. There's a lot to explore out there. There's a lot to explore out there and here around us and within us. So this day, pay attention. Open ourselves to be amazed that this God chose to came close to us, born of us, seeks to live within us. This week, may we pay attention and in awe and wonder be filled with joy. To be amazed. And when you're amazed, you tell others. So how fitting it is that the song today from uh, high school student Will Colum, who uh, Nate Strauss are involved in this Sunday service, is Go Tell It on the Mountain. Uh, here is the uh, prayer for this day. As you leave and go about your business this day, as you go into a weary world, speak tenderly, do the good that is yours to do, Choose connection, hold on to hope, and remember that Christ took on flesh for you. You are God's beloved, so go rejoicing. The world needs it. Dear God, may we pay attention this day. Thanks for listening.
Thank you for joining East Brentwood Presbyterian Church today for music, hope, word, and prayer. To learn more about the life and ministry of EBPC, our commitment to being a Matthew 25 congregation, or to support this ministry with a financial contribution, visit us at our website, ebpctn.org, or visit us on Facebook at East Brentwood PC, or subscribe to our YouTube channel, EBPC Videos. Thank you.